This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. I think in my book, uh, Breaking Up America, the internet is mentioned twice. The book came out in 96. People think that it's the internet that has done all of this. And certainly the internet and digital media in general have uh, pushed segmentation and personalization in ways we can discuss. I'd be real happy to do that. But even before that, advertisers were fixated in getting into segments and breaking people up into things. The book was about the, the problem of breaking up America. What happens when you have advertisers who have a vested interest in seeing us in pieces? Mm. And if I may say so, my basic proposition about all of this is that the best kind of society should have a balance between what I call segment-making media and society-making media. Segment-making media are media which help people learn and cultivate their particular values, gay media, Christian media, uh, media for certain kinds of women executives. But at the same time, I think it's really important for society to come together and fight and celebrate each other and all the segments within society-making media. We've mm. never had that in a really interesting form. I mean, leave it to paper is not the society making media that I would, you know, encourage. Right. But uh, more and more, we're getting down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of personalization, mm. which even is beyond segmentation. I thought about it as really making being really important in today's in the Trump era and all that other stuff. But you're right. You made this point before technology and what technology did was just facilitate that trend that you had already identified. Exactly. You know, Americus, I'm interested in your point of view on this because you're a brand identity theorist and you really like the idea of creating these identities. But you hear what Joe's point is. What's your comment to that point? Yeah, I, I love Joe's point, Barbara. And I think that, you know, one of the things that is uh, an underlying premise of what I study and try to understand. I love the word tribal because it's like, there, it's this inherent sense of, I need to know who I am. And part of how I know who I am is knowing who I'm not. And so the notion that, you know, I'm going to have some time spent effort trying to understand and gain comfort and self-worth from being around people who share my own beliefs uh, is really somehow an important piece of this, this in-group, out-group, right? And so it only takes a little bit of a certain type of communication or media style to exploit that, right? And we've seen that, I think, in the last several years. So I think what, what I love about what Joe's point is, though, is what I try to talk about in kind of the multidimensionality concept where it's like, you know, yes, we are unique in these core values that we have that are representations of who we are, but then there's a broader kind of, you know, umbrella of humanity that hopefully we can ladder up to at some point and sort of, to Joe's point, celebrate those differences. And I don't think we've done a really great job of that, that latter piece. So I think this is, there's a, this is a super interesting subtext, I think, that's going on beneath all of these efforts in marketing to try to get better and better at the sort of sniper approach where we're, we're so honed in on a specific little sliver of trying to understand preference that we forget these bigger impacts that we might be having as marketers when we try to execute these things. Uh, people I've spoken to and read about who scientifically study voice profiling mm. argue that from a person's voice, you can tell their height, their weight, their age, their gender, their race, wow. whether or not they've been on birth control for a month, 
I kid you not. <laughs> wow. There, there's a company in Israel that's trying to figure out whether people can, whether you can learn about Alzheimer's from a person's voice. Interesting. Predictively. So that seems easier, frankly, well, than whether or not they're pregnant. You know, <laughs> I, I have heard this. Uh, there's a woman at Carnegie Mellon named Rita Singh who studies this stuff. Um, Interesting. In ways that I couldn't, I read her book, Skipping Across the Formulas. Mm. And the thing about it is that um, in the last few weeks, for example, McDonald's has been sued in, in Illinois because they supposedly have been using people's drive through voices to figure out their gender and their age. Interesting. Wow. And uh, I don't know if you know the Halo from Amazon, which is a, it's like a Fitbit. It okay. came out yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what you do, it contends that as you walk through the world, it will listen to, to what you say and to whom you speak and can tell you how you sound to your voice, your boss, how you sound to your spouse, how you sound to your friends emotionally. Wow. Joe's point is really fantastic because it opens up a whole bunch of like important policy questions, philosophical questions, moral questions, quite honestly. Yes. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, there definitely is information. And what I think is interesting about what Joe's talking about is that all you need, even in cases where you would think of, I you can't tell someone's, you know, gender or someone's, you know, uh, particular type of identity from, you know, the voice. Well, if you have, you know, 100,000 million, you know, instances of this, you can develop a confidence interval and do just about it's anything. It's called right? AI, of course. Yeah, of course. And so, but I love that idea. But talk to us, Joe, about where does the line get drawn? Like, presumably when we sign up for Alexa or Bixby or Cortana or Siri or whatever, yeah. Are we agreeing to all of this? Or yes, what, what, you, <laughs> you actually are. If you read the privacy policies, the companies take the right to use your voice. It's extremely vague. Wow. So when I started the book, for example, uh, I looked at the uh, Bank of America privacy policy. Bank of America has an assistant call, called Erica. <laughs> and uh, this assistant, not Eric, but Erica, that's a whole subject. In Most itself. of these assistants seem to be. Female. Yes, that's a yes, big yeah. subject. So uh, when I when I started looking at this, maybe a year ago or so, they didn't have anything in the privacy policy about voice. Pandora says that it has the right to use your voice. Spotify wow. recently got in trouble because it got a patent around in, in January, which says that it can use. Uh, your voice to figure oh, wow. out various aspects of your body, and they give you a variety of things. Wow! Gender and age. Uh, when you ask, when you ask it for information, for more insight about from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 